This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Hello, friends. It's time for another conversation on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. As the voice of our intro said, my name is Lane Nordland, and I'm happy to be with you here today. And out in the West, where I'm broadcasting from, it uh, it's a bit snowy and cold, about five degrees without the wind chill, a foot of snow on the ground in north central Montana, where I call home. And a little bit different weather out in the Beltway here today as we're joined by Cam Quarles, CEO of the National Potato Council. Uh, Cam, uh, how are things out in the nation's capital here this week? Slightly different than what you're facing, Lane. It is 60 degrees right now, and I understand we're going to be pushing 80 later on in the week, which is completely normal for a <laughs> February in D.C. I think the cherry blossoms are going to bloom, uh, not yeah. just for this year, but maybe for next year at this rate. So I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say those cherry blossoms are going to look uh, pretty good a little early, possibly. And uh, uh, folks are going to be heading out to uh, Washington, D.C. for the 2023 MPC Washington Summit. And I should just uh, thank first the sponsors of our podcast, our friends at Syngenta continue to bring these important conversations that impact the the United States potato industry. So we'd like to thank Syngenta for their continued support of our conversations here on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. But yeah, those cherry blossoms are going to be looking pretty good with that warm weather. And Cam, folks are going to start trickling into the nation's capital for the Washington Summit, the dates February 27th through March 3rd. And, and really, this is, this has truly become quite the event uh, with not only it being a, a fly-in for folks to come and, and be boots on the ground and advocate for the potato industry on Capitol Hill, but also to get the business of the association done as well with the annual meeting. Yeah, we're really excited about this format, Lane. As you recall, we started this a year ago. Uh, we merged uh, what we used to have our annual meeting was attached to the Potato Expo. Now we have taken all of the major business functions of the National Potato Council and put them together here at the end of February, beginning of March. You've got our annual meeting. Um, you have all of the Hill activities. Uh, and so those are all packaged together as the Washington Summit. The neat thing for us is you've got You've got the new board, the new leadership, all the all the folks who are going to populate our various committees. They're all able to get together, set policy for the organization, and then immediately go up on the hill and act on it. And so there's a there's a great kind of continuity and energy that comes from all of that, and we think it it results in a more uh, more robust operation of the National Potato Council on its key priorities. Now, what what are some of those uh, talking points that members will be taking to Capitol Hill and, and also not not just with elected officials, but agency leaders as well? Yeah, it's um, so we've we've got a, a number of different priority issues that we're going to be dealing with, Lane. Uh, trade is always top of mind. So, you know, as an export dependent commodity, incredibly important but we've got some other things that that are uh, that are hot on the agenda for this coming year. You've got a farm bill that's being written right now. You've got nutrition policy. Um, as I've told folks, if for this year, you know, if you're if you're not uh, thinking about nutrition, you're just not concentrating. Um, we've got some major major challenges on the nutrition front. I think all of the organizations that support the potato industry are focused squarely on things like the dietary guidelines. 
Um, you've also got uh, uh, look at all of the areas where we're um, where we're challenged in terms of government regulation. You've got a new WOTUS bill that's out there. You've got uh, environmental policies that impact the uh, availability of, of key uh, pesticides to be um, deployed on farms or prohibited from being deployed on farms. We want to look at all of those kinds of things. We certainly have. Uh, the regular cycle of uh, Washington, D.C. right now, we are developing our spending bills for, if you can believe it or not, fiscal year 2024. Those are being constructed right now. We've got um, fundamental provisions that we want to see enacted in those appropriations bill bills relating to potato research. Um, ensuring that potatoes have access to the various federal feeding programs, all of those kinds of issues. So that's just a, 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 that's kind of a, a quick overview of some of the priorities we're going to be talking about next week on Capitol Hill. Well, and of course, the Farm Bill will be uh, talked about at length, I know, with, with so many participants as well. And, and I do want to uh, talk about the specialty uh, crop Farm Bill Alliance that the National Potato Council is a part of. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break and hear from our friends at Syngenta. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests including Colorado potato beetle, green peach aphid, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for information on Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato, Cruiser Max Potato Extreme, or Maxim MZ to find Find out what best fits your farm needs. As always, a big thank you to Syngenta for helping bring you this conversation on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. Again, CEO of the National Potato Council, Cam Quarles, is with us today. And as we get ready for the MPC Washington Summit in just a few short days, uh, Farm Bill on the top of so many producers' minds, on elected officials' minds. And, uh, of course, it takes a lot of work and collaboration to make sure organizations' priorities are included in that bill. And Cam, uh, MPC is a part of the Specialty Crop Farm Bill Alliance. Let's talk about that alliance, the collaboration that that uh, takes place uh, truly to have not only just one voice for the potato industry, but truly an industry-wide alliance across all those specialty crop uh, producing organizations. Yeah, Elaine, uh, this is probably one of the most important things that the specialty crop industry has done in the past two decades. You know, we really were not a part of the farm bill. If you roll it back to the early 2000s, uh, you had you have 300 different commodities under the specialty crop banner, and you know that's that's vastly different than our friends in the program crop world, where you, you know you have, you have the the corn folks can rally around priorities very very rapidly. I know that's probably an oversimplification, but <laughs> corn, wheat, uh, soybeans, a lot of commonalities with them. When you get 300 different distinctly different players under one umbrella. There's, there's a lot of, as I've said, there's a lot of ideas in the room and some of them are good. And, uh, you know, that you've really got to work to filter things down to what truly matters for the industry. Um, we were able to, to create that filter uh, when we got together as the Specialty Crop Farm Bill Alliance back in roughly 2004, 2005. Since that time, 
specialty crops have been one of the single most rapid uh, growth areas in the farm bill. Uh, billions of dollars in new programs that are incredibly beneficial to an industry that collectively, those 300 different commodities, all very different, are roughly 50% of all U.S. farm gate value. So there really was an imbalance 20 years ago. You had a farm bill that that really didn't represent half of the, the productive agriculture in the U.S. Now, we're still a small player, but it's much more reflective of us today than it was before we got organized. And so the alliance has undertaken a year-long process, Lane, to get to these recommendations. Believe it or not, the, the Farm Bill Alliance had actually started this process all the way back at the Potato Expo in Anaheim a year ago. And it, 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 was, a, it was a long slog to get to what we view are some very beneficial recommendations on how you enhance U.S. farm policy and keep specialty crops competitive at, at a minimum for the next five years of the life of the next farm bill, but hopefully for decades uh, beyond that. So we're excited to roll this out. NPC is one of the, um, one of the three organizations that uh, serve as co-chairs. I serve as a co-chair along with Dave Puglia of Western Growers and Mike Joyner of Florida Fruit and Vegetable Association. Um, the, we, uh, we, along with the International Fresh Produce Association, really uh, try to try to keep the Farm Bill Alliance moving along, keep the trains running on time, and make sure that we are ready when the House and Senate Agriculture Committees tell us that it is time to start writing this bill, that we've got valuable recommendations that are meaningful for growers and actually get enacted into law. Well, uh, I know uh, attendees that were, are coming out to Summit uh, look forward to hearing more of an update as well on, on what the Alliance is up to. And, and again, taking those important topics, not only MPC priorities, but the Alliance's priorities to Capitol Hill, uh, being boots on the ground, if we can put it that way, as uh, as MPC members meet face-to-face with elected officials and their staff, uh, because it's going to be a fast and furious 2023 in trying to get that farm bill passed here this year. And, uh, you, you know, with that as well, Cam, uh, I know there's going to be a big announcement taking place at Summit this year that uh, is really going to unveil the true economic impact that the potato uh, sector has on the U.S. economy. Can, can you just give us a taste of uh, what we can expect uh, in, this, uh, in this big announcement coming out next week? One of the most fundamental questions that any policymaker is going to ask when you come to them for help on a particular issue is, who are you and why should I devote my time to solving your problem? And our executive committee looked at this back several months ago and said, you know, there really hasn't been a comprehensive assessment of what the U.S. potato industry means to the country at large in quite a long time. And so they went out and engaged Michigan State uh, in doing that assessment. And I think the numbers that are going to come out in terms of what what this industry, beginning at the family farm level and going all the way up through the supply chain, what that means to the United States in terms of jobs, contribution to the gross domestic product, overall uh, economic activity, it's going to answer those questions of policymakers. They're going to realize 
this this is a very significant industry that's impacting thousands of lives across the country every single day and it is in our interest as as the federal government to either make sure that regulations don't stymie all of that great uh, economic activity or in cases where we need new programs or modified programs in order to create a tailwind both domestically and internationally to allow these great potato growers and all of the folks in that supply chain uh, to thrive. We need to make the strong efforts necessary to change policies in order to, to create that competitive environment. The, uh, the numbers are just outstanding, and I think people are really going to be impressed when they roll out next week. Well, it's going to be exciting to to see what truly uh, the impact that the industry has from the farm gate all the way out to the consumer. And we look forward to sharing more of that report here uh, when it does become available, not only uh, out in Washington, D.C., but we'll have uh, that full report here on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. Cam, again, folks are, are starting to pack their bags and uh, maybe looking forward to a little warmer weather for all the producers out in Colorado, Idaho, Montana, and whatnot uh, in Washington that uh, are getting a little bit of this cold weather right now. But any last uh, thoughts, recommendations, or, or what you're looking forward to most here as uh, we gather in Washington next week for the Washington Summit? Well, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to hold 80 degrees on a, uh, on a long-term basis around here in February. That's just flat-out weird. Um, but uh, we're, we are really excited. I think the, the Washington, D.C. that folks are going to come to is going to look a lot more like a normal Washington, D.C. Than, than the kind of COVID hobbled D.C. that we've experienced the past three years. Things are getting back to normal. Uh, we're really excited by the, by the agenda that we put together. Um, just absolutely thrilled uh, uh, to see everybody and to start doing the work for 2023 of the U.S. potato industry right here at the NPC Washington Summit. Again, Cam Quarles, CEO of the National Potato Council. It's a Washington Summit 2023 coming up to you February 27th through March 3rd. Cam, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks, Lane. Good to see you. And with that, friends, we will conclude our conversation here on the Ion Potatoes podcast. I'm Lane Northland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.